Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News. Since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It is Monday, October 16th, and I'm Riley Wolfbauer, joined by Amanda Harris. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending October 13th, 2023. This episode is sponsored by AI software provider Informed IQ. In automotive news, Shift Technologies filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy as part of a wind-down of the automotive retailer's business. The used vehicle retailer's two California locations ceased operations as of October 6th. Shift will fund the closure of its operations using cash on hand along with cash generated due to the liquidation of its inventory. The decision follows months-long, unsuccessful capital-raising efforts and attempts to restructure the balance sheet, Chief Executive Ayman Musa said in a company statement. During the third quarter, new vehicle sales jumped year-over-year at nearly every major automaker amid a strong September and improving supply. American Honda, General Motors, Hyundai, Nissan, and Toyota North America each saw year-over-year gains in sales during Q3. Honda tallied the greatest year-over-year increase of 52.7% year-over-year to just over 339,000 units. Stellantis, however, recorded a 1% dip year-over-year to about 380,000 units. In staffing news, Ally Financial Chief Executive Jeffrey Brown is stepping down in January after leading the company since 2015. Brown has served as CEO and a member of the Ally Board of Directors for eight years and has been with the company for 14 years. He will leave the lender by January 31st to become president of Hendrick Automotive Group. Ally has hired a global executive search firm to aid in finding Brown's successor. Hendrick Automotive Group is an Ally customer and is one of the largest privately held auto retail companies in the United States, employing nearly 11,000 people and with 131 retail franchises across 13 states. In auto ABS, the rate of 60-day delinquencies on subprime ABS deals has consistently risen since April, following an improvement at the beginning of the year due to the influx of tax refunds. In August, the 60-day delinquency rate rose to 5.81%, an increase of 50 basis points month over month and 83 basis points year over year, according to data from Fitch Ratings. Fitch projects 60-day delinquencies in subprime ABS will land around 6% by year end. For context, the highest 60-plus day delinquency rate recorded across subprime ABS since 1994 was 5.96% in October 1996, according to historical data from Fitch. In auto finance news, Santander Consumer USA inked two preferred financing deals with OEMs eyeing U.S. expansion this month, doubling the list of OEMs for which it serves as preferred financer. SCUSA will now serve as the, prefer, as the preferred finance provider of loans and leases nationwide for Ineos Automotive and Lotus. Since 2013, SCUSA has been the private label provider for Stellantis' prime Chrysler Capital business, and it inked a preferred financing deal with Mitsubishi Motors North America in March 2022. In September, auto credit availability improved as approval rates increased and subprime share grew and lenders took on more negative equity share. The dealer track credit availability index inched up 0.2% month over month, but remained down 5.9% year over year at 97.1 in September, marking the fourth straight month of loosening credit access. 
Banks were the only lender type to tighten access during the month, while captives, credit unions, and finance companies loosened on a sequential basis, with captives loosening the most. Third quarter earnings season is upon us, and it started last week with Chase Auto, Wells Fargo, and PNC Financial reporting on Friday. Amanda, will you give us the rundown? Yeah, so Origination's activities still mixed so far, at least for the three banks that have reported so far this quarter. Um, coming off of months of the slowdown in auto activity at banks due to a competitive rate environment, so not really that surprising that some would still be down. Um, but Chase, starting with Chase, auto originations were up 36% year over year to $10.2 billion. So the bank did take advantage of some of their competitors kind of pulling back in the space, allowing them to kind of pick up some market share. Their allowance for our loans was flat with Q1, and it was down slightly from a quarter rate a year ago um, at 0.87% in Q3 as well. So some good things happening there. Uh, Wells Fargo Auto's originations fell 24% year-over-year to $4.1 billion amid credit tightening actions and a focus on returns rather than growth. And then at PNC, their auto outstandings declined 1.3% sequentially and 0.7% year-over-year to about $15 billion, which has marked a sixth consecutive decline in the lender's auto book. Um, PNC is also reducing its staff in a bid to reduce expenses, but the bank has not disclosed which lines of business are impacted. Credit performance so far this quarter is also pretty much in line with an expected deterioration. Um, Chase Auto's 30-day delinquencies did rise sequentially in year-over-year, landing at 1.13%. Late-stage delinquencies and net charge-offs also both went up year-over-year and quarter-over-quarter. Uh, Wells' 30-day delinquencies landed at 2.6%, slight uptick from Q2 and up 41 base points year-over-year. Net charge-offs also went up sequentially in year-over-year, and the bank increased its allowance or credit losses on a year-over-year basis, but did see a slight decline uh, compared with the prior quarter. PNC, however, decreased its allowance both on a sequential and year-over-year basis to a coverage ratio of 1.13% as auto loans 30 to 60 days past due were flat with Q2 and down eight basis points year-over-year to 0.56%. Net charge-offs ticked up just two basis points year-over-year to 0.03%. So in those kind of number breakdowns, you can see there's a little bit of mix there. Uh, some banks faring a little bit better on delinquencies, but for, for the most part, pretty much everyone, and I expect this to kind of continue, everyone's kind of seeing those uh, early stage delinquencies go up, late stage delinquencies go up, and net charge-offs go up. Um, so we'll just kind of have to wait and see to what extent banks, you know, see those those numbers kind of go up and credit forms deteriorate. Many of them play in the prime space, um, so may not see a rapid deterioration or too, too much. Um, but definitely going to see some, as we know, inflationary pressures are still around, student loan payments resumed. Um, so I think it's going to, we're going to see that across the board, not just banks, um, but we'll keep an eye on that. And I, I expect we'll see more mixed results for auto loan growth, too. You know, some banks have very much, you know, specific guidance on what they're kind of focusing on as far as returns. Some are growing, but growing very, you know, specifically or strategically. Um, some have pulled back and are continuing to kind of hold off um, growing their auto books uh, too quickly. And we know, um, you know, banks also are securitizing their auto books, too. We've seen, you know, multiple people come to kind of market for the first time or for the first time in a while. So all that's going to play out, I think, in what we're going to see the rest of earnings quarter. Um, so we'll keep a close eye on the trends as we get more more reported and kind of see what plays out. Yeah, thanks, Amanda. Uh, we'll continue our earnings coverage this week as we have Bank of America, Ally Financial, U.S. Bank, Truist, Fifth Third, Huntington, and Tesla all reporting um, this week. 
so that about does it for today's episode. We are just two weeks away from the Auto Finance Summit and Power Sports Finance Summit in Las Vegas. You can purchase your all-access pass to attend both events, October 29th through 31st, at the Bellagio in Las Vegas for 20% off. You can get your all-access pass at www.autofinance.live. Thanks for joining us on the roadmap, and be sure to follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, and LinkedIn. We will see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.